In today's podcast, we'll talk about how to show up for the unexpected. When the situation calls for action, are you part of the solution or thinking about what to do? Although not everyone is a firefighter, we can all decide how to show up when unexpected situations arise. My name is Nicole Magnus. I am a certified high performance coach, a technical program manager for an innovations company, and I'm also a planner. My goal with this podcast is to help you upgrade the way you lead your life and your impact on others. Let's get started. When the unexpected happens, that's not the time to decide how to show up. By default, we lean on our most natural skills. And the only people who don't are the ones that train to show up in an unnatural way, such as first responders. Firefighters train for the emergencies they get called to handle. Each firehouse has senior personnel with more experience to help new firefighters develop skills, routines, and the resilience to do not what's necessarily natural, but it becomes natural. They prepare, but they don't do it alone. For the rest of us mere mortals, we default to the behavior that is most natural for us. Now you may be asking, what's the big deal about how we show up? Our default may be different from what the situation needs. We all hear heroic stories about a person who saves 15 people from drowning or a neighbor who runs into a burning house to save an animal or to save other people. Yet we don't hear about the people or persons who froze, meaning the ones that stood there watching people drowning, the ones that stood there watching the house burn or the people who ran away. Now, I'm not here to judge those people. I'm letting you know they were there too. And they needed help in responding, needed someone to snap them out of the frozen state, or call for help. And perhaps the person that ran away did call for help. I bring this up because the world's highest performers create a plan for how to handle emergencies. And not only that, but how to show up in a way that helps resolve the problem. This requires self-reflection and changing what doesn't fit the plan of how you want to be. Planning, self-assessing, and developing the skills that fit our plans are something we can all do. 
So let's break it down. If life happens, what does that look like? That unexpectedness that I'm talking about. Someone's injured, a fire, as I spoke about in the early example. You know, death, job loss, unexpected responsibilities at home or on the job. It's basically when we cannot control the situation, but we can control ourselves and whether or not we planned for a similar situation. Here's a quote from Phil McGraw. Don't wait until you're in a crisis to come up with a crisis plan. Now the reason that you don't want to wait till you're at a crisis to come up with your plan is because you'll be in alert mode. You won't think of every possibility. You'll think of the most feasible possibilities. You won't have the full gambit of thought and planning that you would if you weren't in the crisis. So again, this quote from Phil McGraw, don't wait until you're in a crisis to come up with a crisis plan. So what does that planning look like? Well, there are three areas that I want to talk about. Area number one is actually planning, like writing down a plan of what if my career doesn't go where I thought it was going to go? Relationships, who's close to me? Friends, family, and how will I look after them? How will I take care of them? How will I keep them involved in whatever's going on? your health or someone else's health that's close to you. And then home, including financials. Another area is, does the situation call for other people and other skills? Like, do you need help? And then the third area in planning, what role model behaviors do we want to see? So let's talk about this a bit. So in your planning for career, business, relationships, I'll give you an example. Say you're in a business and you have a business partner. You and your business partner are very close. You are about 50-50. You each have strengths that the other relies on. And now, you're in a situation after being in business for two years, your business partner needs to move and go take care of a family member in another state. They can't choose a different way. They have to do this. Well, they always say if you're in business with someone, plan your exit. Not because it will always go badly, but things change. Life changes. So having a plan, how can you prepare? What do we do if for some reason we decide not to be in business together? How do we handle breaking up the business? Do we bring in another partner? Do, does one partner buy out the other partner? Do they have the finances to do that? What will get in their way 
in year two, three, four, so that you can plan. That's one example. You could have a plan for relationships, close and extended. Who do you notify when things go badly? Or maybe they're not badly, but who do you notify when you need help? If something should happen to your home, who would you stay with? What would you do? Would you get a hotel? Or would you stay with friends? Who would you call first? And then there's the point, does the situation call for other people or skills? Well, I know if my home was on fire, that's not something I could handle by myself. If it's just a pan in the kitchen, yes, I can use a fire extinguisher. But if it's bigger than that, of course, I need to call a professional. But most of us don't deal with that. We'll just say, you need to have a good sounding board, someone that's reliable, that you can talk to when unexpected situations do arise, when you need to make quick decisions. And when unexpected things happen, ask for help early versus last minute. We all want to think of how can I solve this? But having a plan that you'll reach out early to discuss it will help everyone involved, even if you don't end up needing your friend's help. What role model behaviors do you hope to show? As you plan this, this kind of feeds everything else. If your business partner says, I need to leave, I need to move and go take care of a sick family member. You've already talked about this if you planned well. So the role model behavior you might want to show is understanding and patience, preparedness. Sure, you'll be ex it's unexpected because of where you wanted to take your business, but you also talked about if something should happen, what you would do. Now, maybe the plan that you wrote up no longer fits. That's okay, too. You can discuss that. You won't be starting from zero. You'll be starting from a plan. So then we have the planning stage. You know how you want to show up. But you need to assess a few things. Are there other people involved that need to be a part of the plan? Of course, in the example I used as a business partner, your business partner needs to be involved. But say other relationships that you have, do they need to be involved in your plans? If you have family members or close friends that are in your life on a day-to-day -day basis that you want to be aware, maybe you want to talk to those people to help assess yourself honestly. Am I good at this? What holes am I seeing? I'm trying to plan for the unexpected. What are some things I should think about? If something should happen to our home, 
is it feasible that we might be able to stay with you for a little while? Asking these little bits of questions will give you a basis of how your plan is going to come out in the final development. And then you need to ask, I think we all need to ask, what's the financial situation look like when something unexpected happens? We talk about that rainy day savings. What does it look like for you in all the categories that matter to you most? For each person, this is different, but at least having a picture will help you be more prepared than if you don't have any picture of what's going on. The other part of assessments that I recommend to people, and I certainly check myself, are there past traumas or fears or limitations from you being your best self, from carrying out that plan? Maybe you have fear of fires. There's no way you're going to run into a house. Maybe you will feel limited in your capability in helping a friend who's sick or that you don't have a lot of rainy day savings. At least knowing that you can plan and you can know exactly where you stand. If you were to lose your job or your job was moving, you would know how much savings that you had in place versus scrambling to figure out what that looks like. Do you have the skills or knowledge or courage or temperament or desire? That could be a barrier if you don't have the knowledge that you need or the temperament to be patient. Not everyone is patient. So these are things you want to assess about yourself. Do you have any barriers? Your barriers may be different than others. So don't assume, just be honest and ask people you trust as you are assessing your plan. Finally, I wanna talk about development. The development piece is where you write up documents, you notify people, you're actually doing the deed. And if you need to develop some skills of how you'll show up, how you'll be patient, maybe you need to learn more about saving. Maybe you don't have anywhere to go or anyone to stay with if something happens to your home. So you might need to learn more from your insurance company, as an example, or get a feeling of what can you do? Are there things that you need to defer to others? Maybe to go over all of the financial information, you need to talk to an accountant or make some changes with your financial planner if you have one. Maybe you need to get a financial planner if you don't have one and you have the ability to get one. Maybe you need extra insurance to cover any kind of health issues that come up. These are all things just to think about. It's not meant to be sad and depressing. It's meant to say, you know what? I have a plan. 
and whatever skills you need to develop. Go ahead and put touch points and milestones on your calendar so it becomes real. Don't do a to-do list and then put it in your desk drawer. Put it on your calendar. I'm going to reach out to this person to talk about saving a little extra money. I'm going to ask somebody about extra health care and see what that looks like. I'm going to talk to my friend because I know they just went through some consolidations with their parents in moving them from their home into senior living. These are all things that we can do and learn from to make the best decisions. Why am I bringing up this topic? Because it's a little bit different than uh, the normal topics that I cover. I'm bringing it up because I recently, in our family, we had a death. My, one of my cousins died. He lived uh, into his 80s. And when he died, the way he died was unexpected. We knew that he wasn't going to live forever. But he seemed to go from doing okay to not okay very quickly. And my spouse and I decided as soon as we got the call that it didn't seem like he was going to live another day, we're going to get on a plane and fly over there. Not necessarily to see him, but to be there for his sister who has had a tough time. She's buried everyone that's been in her immediate family. Her mother and her cousin, her, her mother, her husband, her aunt, and now her brother. So we wanted to be there for her. When we showed up, these were our thoughts. How do we want to show up for her? And so both of us put ourselves in her shoes. What sort of grace would I want? What sort of patience would I want if I was going through this? What sort of help would I want? Probably, I don't know. But admitting our strengths, you know, that was one of the first things. I can do this for you, but I'm not good at this other thing. You might need to ask my spouse or someone else. And that we're here to help in whatever way that we can. We know we can't fix it, but we don't want you to go at it alone. One of the things that me being a doer had to recognize is that just being willing and listening brings comfort to people. And even when there's nothing to do, just being there and being ready, you know, asking and handle dinner, you know, dropping off lunch, running any errands that are possible and just being supportive. That's how we decided that we wanted to show up. So how do you want to show up for others? The other thing was, how can I be a better role model when the unexpected happens? I think 
one of the things I learned most was ask for help when I need it. Because we got on a plane so quickly, really the very next morning, we found out in the evening, got on the first flight out across the country. I had to ask people for help, people at work, friends, uh, can you drop by the house and do this for me? Because I didn't plan on being gone <laughs> the next day. Um, what I learned from it all is people responded right away. And I knew I need to develop the habit of asking for help more often. Because when I do that, it shows others they can do the same. Now we all have egos and they can get in the way of asking for help. If you're not asking for help, I implore to you to teach yourself how to. And sometimes the help we need is an ear, you know, just someone to listen or information or ideas. Help is not always asking for a handout. The last thing that I thought of after returning home, how can I make easy, things easier for those that I love when the unexpected things come up? When, you know, I, oh, we always think we have more time. How can I make things just a little easier? And I realized We've been talking about getting our trust going for about a year. So I finally put it on my calendar. Also, I set milestones and targets on my calendar, on my calendar, excuse me. I also realized for people that I'm executing for, if something happens to them, I need to make sure I have the latest documents. And lastly, which is, seems like common sense, but documenting emergency money and how to get to it. So often people have emergency money or emergency funds, but nobody can get to it because we didn't plan it properly. We have emergency money, but I want to make sure that Everyone who needs to get to it can get to it, if need be. From my perspective, by preparing for the unexpected or preparing for the expected, I'm showing love for the people I care about. Here's a quote from Benjamin Franklin. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And then failure in this sense is not you tried something and you did not and you didn't have the outcome that you planned. This is deciding that the situation is too uncomfortable to plan for it. This is not the greatest topic, but it's a necessary topic and high performers make the plans. So by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. It's a process, and it's not a process we want to wait until we're in the crisis, right? 
so approach it from a standpoint of love and determine how you want to show up. If whatever it is happens to you, let your loved ones feel comforted that you took care of it ahead of time. If it's someone around you, be there in a way that you can be part of the solution. And as you're planning, let others know that you're working on a plan and you're working on yourself because we're not always the people we want to be for our plan. It's a self-assessment process throughout our lives. As we get more information, in my case, seeing what my cousin went through, it allowed me to make modifications and prompted me to really get on it. The important part is that you and I are striving toward a better version of ourselves. I encourage you to strive toward a better version of you. May you never have to use your crisis plan. But if you do, my wish for you is you can be a role model for yourself and those you care about. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And check us out on our website, polaris-elite.com, polaris-elite.com.